0: Hi, it's Robert Flutie. Happy New Year, happy 2020. Welcome to the new decade. We're here to make amazing things happen this year, set ourselves up to succeed, get really clear on how we're going to get there and how we're going to do it. And at the start of the year, I'm asking you to be unreasonable because this is what matters. How we're going to get to where we want to be and how we're going to get to what we want is not by being reasonable, it's going to be by being unreasonable. We've all heard, have probably been told, and have lived to some extent under the adage of being reasonable. Typically when things come up in life, people say, come on, be reasonable. It's almost as if, you know, you're taking an approach or looking at things in a manner that being unreasonable isn't necessarily a good thing. Here's the thing, you wanna get things done in your life, you wanna get to the place that you wanna be, you have to be unreasonable. There's no possibility to get to where you wanna be in life by being reasonable. First of all, being reasonable is a form of actually giving away your power. You give away your power by being reasonable because what ends up happening is you make decisions and assessments and you begin to take action to go in a certain direction based on what you think is going to fit in within the construct of what other people around you may be expecting or anticipating you to do. And in doing that, by being reasonable, you end up abandoning all of your power and your ability to actually create the things that you want in your life what's reasonable? Reasonable is what other people deem to be okay, acceptable, or approve of. That's not the way that you go around doing things in life, because then you're actually making decisions predicated on what other people are expecting from you. So it's going to have to be about being unreasonable. And I'm going to give you an example of something that was, you know, fairly close to home with me, and is an extreme example of what being unreasonable is actually about, but the results speak for themselves. So in 2008, I was diagnosed with cancer, and obviously it was a shock to me. I was young, 44 years old. I didn't really fall within the medical guidelines or the clinical guidelines of being in a position where this kind of cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma, was something that I should be contracting. It's generally a young person or an old person's disease. And here I was finding myself at 44 years old, having you know exercised regularly, having eaten well, having managed my stress, what I thought to be at a decent level, being told that I have cancer and have to undergo chemotherapy. And with that particular cancer at that particular time, it was not only chemotherapy that had to be a part of the uh, regimen, but there was also radiation therapy. And as I began to explore and take matters into my own hands of understanding what the clinical diagnosis actually means for me, I began to also read about and to discover that there were doctors and clinics and hospitals and studies that were being done outside the United States that actually didn't have the same protocol that we were following here in our country. And I was being treated at an incredible facility here in Los Angeles. I was at UCLA. It was one of the best hospitals. I had one of the top physicians and oncologists in the world actually treating me and was an active participant and advocate on my own behalf in my treatment plan. And when I finished with the chemotherapy, the next stage of the process was to go through radiation. So I actually went through and jumped through all of the hoops that were prescribed to me. I went and I saw the radiation oncologist. I went and I got uh, fitted for, you know, the mold that they put you in when you actually have to do the radiation. I got the tattoos, you know, put on my body in order for the machine to properly align into the areas where they want to radiate my body and was going ahead with it trying to really recognize whether or not my trepidation had anything to do with fear, which is normal to have, and anxiety, or whether there was something that was inside of me that was telling me that this wasn't necessarily the right way to go. So I took a step that now I can identify as being unreasonable. I actually went ahead and I began to do things that fell outside the realm of being reasonable for the situation that I was in at that particular point in time. And what I did is I initially reached out to a doctor up in Seattle who had treated some high-level athletes for different kinds of cancer. And I knew that, you know, if I was able to get in touch with him, I'd be able to get some advice or some counsel on whether or not the treatment plan that I was moving forward with was actually the right one for me or what was right given where things were in terms of what the rest of the world was doing. And you know initially I was told oh this guy's not never going to respond to you first of all you're in Los Angeles he's in Seattle he you know his caseload is very heavy with a lot of people from all around the world I was like whatever okay I'm going to be unreasonable I'm going to reach out to him I reached out to him and lo and behold he actually responded to me he asked me to send him a copy of my case file which I did and then he jumped on the phone with me and we actually had a conversation Where he told me point blank that if he were treating me and I was his patient, he would not be giving me radiation therapy for a number of reasons. The first of which, and the most important of which, was that my body responded in a certain way to the chemotherapy agents that clinically began to reveal what they now know to be a very promising prospect of long term cure for the disease. In other words, because I responded so quickly and so favorably, the radiation therapy would be like using an ax to do the job of a butter knife. Now, this is not to imply that there was any negligence on behalf of my oncologist. This is not to say that you know they didn't care. This is not to say that there was any sort of uh, malpractice that was going on. I'm just saying that there was a prescribed method in which... I was told I had to do things based on the protocols that were set up and I decided that that was not reasonable for me, so I began to be unreasonable in my quest for discovering what it is I should do. And amongst the things that he and I discussed, he also told me about a doctor who was in Canada, who was really the leading expert in radiation therapy for Hodgkin's lymphoma Who for patients who were actually on a particular chemotherapy regimen, which was the same chemotherapy regimen that I was on. So lo and behold, what did I do? I found the name of that doctor. I reached out to that doctor, I actually, on a Friday night at about six o'clock Pacific time, picked up the phone, dialed the number that I found through an internet search, and he picked up the telephone. Now, if you haven't guessed it by now, every one of those steps was unreasonable. Those were not reasonable things to do. You may say, oh, what's reasonable when you're in that position to think, let me call other doctors and let me get their opinions. But that's actually not what's happening. That's that's not an act of reason. When you go outside of the lines and you begin to take action in order to affect the result in your life, where you want to manifest something that you know is in alignment with where you are, where you want to be, and how you want to get there. So I had a 30 to 45 minute conversation with this doctor. And when I told him everything that I had been doing and how I had responded to the treatments that had been prescribed to me, he also said to me that he would not Prescribe radiation therapy. As a matter of fact, he went on to tell me that there were studies that were being done in other parts of the world where it was now widely accepted and hugely supported um, that radiation therapy for my staging and for my response to that particular cancer was not indicated. So I marched into my oncologist after assembling this information. I said, I am not going to do the radiation therapy. She's like, you can't. You can't not do the radiation therapy. You have to do the radiation therapy. That is what we do here at UCLA. And, you know, we don't want to take any risks where if you get cancer again from this particular cancer, because there is the potential of a secondary recurrence, that you know you have to go through a much harsher regimen in order to eradicate the cancer the second time around. It would be harsh on your body, there's a lot of side effects, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of let my guard down. First of all, trusting my oncologist, and I had every reason to trust my oncologist, and also falling back into this idea of being reasonable, right? Because I was being asked to be reasonable as I was going through this process, like, listen, I know no one wants to do radiation therapy. It's horrific, right? It has the potential of creating other cancers, you're nauseous, you're tired, you, you, you get burn marks. I mean, there's just a whole myriad of things that can happen to you that you would never voluntarily go through. So being reasonable in this case meant me putting aside being unreasonable in order to affect the outcome that I was looking for. And let me just say right now, I am not in any way, shape, or form telling anyone who's listening that if they have cancer, they should go off the grid and come up with a whole different routine for themselves. I'm saying that if you're in a position in your life where things are not happening the way you want them to, or if there's something inside of you that's innate, or there's something that's talking to you, not only do you need to pay attention to that, because that's a part of honoring who you are, and that's maintaining a level of integrity about yourself and being true to who you are but it's about being able to take the power and accept that being unreasonable actually isn't a negative thing. It's not, some, it's not making trouble. It's not, you know, creating waves. It's not shaking things up. Well, maybe it is shaking things up, actually. It's about being empowered in a manner that defies reason because the outcome you're looking for can only come by being unreasonable. And so I reported for duty in the radiation uh, center at the hospital and, you know, got strapped into the machine. And they gave me the little button that you hold on to in case something happens or you start to panic. And I'm telling you, I'm strapped into this machine. It's starting to work. There's lights going on. Like in a second, I thought I was going to be transported or teleported to a different part of the planet. And as it's all happening, I had this incredible, immense moment of clarity where being reasonable was a huge abandonment of my core principle of doing what I thought was right for me and what I wanted as a part of my ability to be in control of my life in that moment in the decision making process. And in doing so, I abandoned being unreasonable to be reasonable and put myself in a position in a situation that was not aligned with anything that I was seeking to achieve. And wouldn't you know it, I freaking jammed the button. I was like, bing, ding, whatever, we got to stop this thing. The radiation technician comes out. He's like, oh, Mr. Flew, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, get me out of this machine. Now, you know, I'm sure that I'm not the first person that's ever had that experience. And I'm sure that they're trained to, you know, understand that there's fear and and anxiety and people who are, you know, undergoing radiation therapy. So they try to talk you off the ledge. They're like, oh, you know, this is normal. And if you want, we can give you value." And this is, again, this is not an indictment against the medical community. And this is not in any way, shape, form, an endorsement of, you know, bucking the medical community if you are in a position where you need medical treatment. This is me trying to share with you an example of something I went through in my life where being reasonable would not have worked because being unreasonable actually created results that I can look at and share with you in factual information-based formats like I'm doing right now. So I said, yeah, get me out of this machine. We're not doing this. He's like, oh, well, you know, you can't just leave. I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I can leave. And he said, well, I have to call the chief oncologist. I said, call whomever you want. While you're calling him, unstrap me from this machine. So of course the radiation oncologist came and there was like six of them because they were doing rounds or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but in my research, and I shared with them what I found out, that radiation wasn't necessarily an indicated form of treatment for Hodgkin's lymphoma at my staging who had a very positive result to the ABVD chemotherapy treatment and that I'm gonna opt out and I don't wanna do it. And of course, you know, uh, they said, you know, that's not reasonable. They literally said, that's not reasonable. And I said, well, then maybe I need to be unreasonable. Now, this is at a time when I did not understand, know, have a conscious awareness of what being reasonable or unreasonable was about. This was about me just kind of navigating through what in my gut I knew was the best thing for me. But here I am 11 years later, cancer-free, healthy, healthy thriving, doing phenomenally well, and what I learned in that process today, what I'm able to look at and know that I learned in that process was that nothing gets achieved by maintaining a degree of reasonableness. So of course, you know, I had to go to sign, uh, you know, reams and reams of papers and disclaimers and waivers and anti-liability documents, and I was happy and glad to do it. The end story, as you know, is everything turned out fine, right? Because here I am. I'm 11 years out and I have been the healthiest I've been in my life. I've done an Ironman. I have done triathlons. I have biked 700 miles in seven days across the state of Montana. So there's obviously a lot of things that are happening here that have to be completely aligned in order for me to be in the position I'm in today. But it all started in this particular story with being unreasonable. And think about the countless success stories that you hear in a lifetime about people who achieve what they've set out to do and how many of those stories include a component or an aspect or an element of being unreasonable, right? Jay Shetty was teed up to actually do a podcast and was told at the last minute that no one would listen to his podcast. Now, one would say that being reasonable in his position would be to accept that information, right? And we can mince words, and this is not semantics. This isn't like, oh, well, is he being unreasonable or is he really pursuing a dream? Well, in the pursuit of a dream, being unreasonable has to be a part of your calculus because when you are pursuing a dream, when you're actually creating something that did not exist in the past, Or when you're trying to manifest something that you want to have in your life and you want to offer that to the universe, being unreasonable has to be in your equation. Because being reasonable would mean to continue to guide yourself through in a manner that fits within the guidelines and the boundaries and the parameters of what you're being told is reasonable. So in Jay Shetty's case, he still proceeded forward. He became unreasonable. He did not accept no for an answer. That is a form of being unreasonable. Someone telling you you can't do something or we're not gonna do it or this is not right for us requires you to actually stand in a position of moving towards being unreasonable in order to affect that. Another example is I took a seminar 30 years ago and one of the exercises of empowerment that that seminar offered to us was that they told us to go out into the streets of Manhattan and to ask every person that we can come up against and approach for $20, okay? And they said, keep asking until someone gives you the $20. In the long run, it probably isn't important whether or not anyone gives you the $20 or not. What's important is that in order to get the $20, you have to become unreasonable. You have to live in the state of unreasonableness because being reasonable would say you don't go ask any stranger for $20. I mean, I guess if you're starving and you're dying and you have no shelter and you have no food and there's absolutely no way of sustaining yourself you know, in any way, shape, or form, you'd have to go and ask someone for $20. And guess what? People would say that those individuals who are standing on street corners with signs asking for help are being unreasonable because being reasonable would actually not result in their ability to take care of themselves. We can't make a judgment about whether or not that person is homeless or on a street corner because of whatever reasons might have come into their life or whatever circumstances they might have created. The point is that that action of being able to continue to survive rests on the laurels of your ability to be unreasonable. So back to the story of asking complete strangers for $20. I went and I mustered up the courage because it's petrifying to actually ask somebody for $20. Even if you know you don't need the $20, you know, being able to go in Manhattan nonetheless. Imagine walking the streets of New York City and saying, excuse me, um, can I have $20? And someone, you know, know, judging you and criticizing you and looking at you in a manner that you know, you immediately go into this space of being low in self confidence and, and even what you. In this particular example, I was told specifically to go do something and I had sort of this quasi authority to go and do it. So I could have, like, oh, you know, I'm doing this exercise for an empowerment seminar and, I, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of just trying to fulfill the request that's been made of me. But that's not how it goes down in real time because when you go up to strangers and you ask for 20 bucks, they have their reasons why they shouldn't be giving you $20, right? So reason would have it that you don't continue to ask. You're like, oh, I asked a couple of people, I'm going to stop. Well, wouldn't you know it, I didn't stop. I asked every person who I could possibly get to pay two seconds of attention to me to give me 20 bucks. And they told us, do not come back without having gotten a $20. Now, I don't know if whether or not at that point in time, they expected us to show up with $20. I'm sure some people went and asked their cousins or their brothers or their mothers or their sisters or their, you know, colleagues and came up with 20 bucks. But it was intended to get us to move out of our way in order to be able to affect something in our lives because we needed to see that we have the power to actually make something happen. And the connecting point to this conversation, where where we come to is that being able to empower yourself to get to the place you want to be in life requires you to be unreasonable, especially if you're starting a new business, entering a new relationship, planning a trip that you've always wanted to take in a lifetime, moving in a direction of losing weight, getting in better shape, competing at a level that maybe you've never competed before in an athletic sense. It really doesn't matter. What does matter is whether or not you are willing to become unreasonable in how you approach the execution of the plan that you've put in front of you. Now, you'll always look for reasons to either delay or to procrastinate or explanations for why things did or didn't happen. That's a conversation for a different time, and we'll cover that in another podcast. But if you can't see by now that the way to get to where you want to be in your life is to actually ask yourself, give yourself permission to, and impact Your decision-making process by being unreasonable. Nothing ever happens by being reasonable. Being reasonable means making decisions in a reasonable manner as defined by the circumstances that are surrounding you at that particular point in time so that it doesn't come and color outside the lines of reasonableness. Okay, so that means that you've automatically put yourself in a position where your world is smaller, your boundaries are put up for you so that you don't go and exceed beyond whatever it is that you need to move beyond in order to make it happen. And you're working within a finite space as opposed to an infinite space. So being unreasonable is about infinite possibilities, being able to be created in your life by moving outside of anything that is reasonable. And to add to that, If you think about all of the success stories, again, this is something I touched upon a a minute ago. If you think about the success stories, whether it's Elon Musk starting Tesla, whether it's Apple computer, whether it's uh, sending a man to the moon, if any of those people were ever told, come on, be reasonable. How are you going to get a car to go 300 miles on a battery How are you going to get a rocket ship to get to the moon and not only get to the moon, but actually orbit the moon in a manner that allows you to land on the moon? We never would have gotten to the moon because it's unreasonable to get to the moon if you follow the thoughts of being reasonable. And so the message for 2020 is about being unreasonable. The message for 2020 is think about what it is you want make the declaration, commit yourself to this process, and then make the decision that you are going to do whatever it takes to get to your mission and to achieve your goals by being unreasonable, because that's what matters. Go to robertflutie.com, schedule some time to talk to me one-on-one. As I've said before, there is no barrier to entry. If you want support and assistance in order to achieve the goals and dreams and ambitions that you have in life let's connect give me two 30-minute blocks either together back to back or two 30-minute blocks separate from each other for you and I to investigate what it is that you're trying to achieve in your life what's getting in your way to being able to do that I'm here to help you I'm here to support you check it out I hope to hear from you soon have a great day